0: Welcome to Creatives. This is Ken Lennick. I'm going to have a fairly simple conversation today, and it's to do with the lineage or the line back with creativity. I've talked an awful lot about gaining your skill sets to do the things you do, but I'm sure a lot of you. Probably thinking, what skill sets? I don't know how to start. I don't know what to do. Now, we've talked an awful lot about the light that a creation is and how you as a person can react to a creative's work. That's important because that's probably where it happened in you. You saw something that made you go, wow. I can remember at the doll shows, people coming up and taking the doll down that they liked, we would have fifty dolls displayed. And they would take one of the dolls and put it on the floor. This happened so many times. And they would just sit there and sit on the floor with the doll and just stare at it. There was clearly a connection between that creation and the person that was looking at the creation. And I thought that was really important. Because even though we did one of a kind dolls, why did that person pick that one doll, that one doll that had that dress on, or that one doll that was dressed like a preacher, or that one doll that was dressed like an elf, or that dress? But who knew? I didn't know. It was very clearly important to them in a way that was profound. They would spend an hour on the floor, cross-legged in front of this doll, as if there was a conversation going on. I would have liked to have been able to go back and see if that person became a doll maker after that experience, or whether or not they just loved the doll. And that was just all there was to it. But I think you have to realize that every art form has a lineage. And the lineage is that if somebody has made something like it, For years and years and years and years, the expression of dolls has been around probably as long as there have been human beings making images of humans out of straw. I can imagine that people working in stone sculptures don't often think about the fact that somebody was flint-napping early on and was able to create an arrowhead or a spear point and how that led them to creating a stone sculptor in the garden. Painting someone painted on a rock an event or just to say I was here and that painting went from Rembrandt to Picasso my wife and I took a trip to Sedona and we took a jeep tour back into the mountains and there was a brand new excavation site that was being worked on and they had permission to let people come up and see it. And it was built up against the cliff and way high on the cliff was a huge circular pictograph. And then down below were the ruins of the mud huts that were bricks that were put against the wall and dwellings were built. Now these bricks were exactly so many, almost three feet thick, so it must have been quite cool inside. On the back of of the ruins, there was a shelf and a pictograph on the wall. And I was listening to the explanation of the tour guide. In the meantime, there's There's archaeologists working right down the way, and I had an insight that the big circle on the top up there was a sign saying, we live here. This tribe, this group of people lives here, which I thought was very brazen, you know, to expose yourself like that. The pictograph was of a warrior with a spear, big, big early person clearly saying you can come here but we're, we're guarded we know how to take care of ourselves and then as we were walking down the trail along the ruins I looked at the back of the huts and each pictograph it seemed to me was telling the people who walked in the front door what that person did one of them clearly had the blanket maker. The other one was clearly a weapons maker. The other one was a gatherer of food or a seller of food. And it was such an insight to me, an uneducated insight, that I told the the, the tour master, is that the right word, tour leader, what my insight was. He went right, took me right to the archaeologist and said, "Tell him." And I told the archaeologist. That I said, I don't think people lived here. I think this is a mall. This is a supermarket. And each of these people had a skill. A marvelous skill that they had, were able to give to other people. And it was for a price, apparently. That I wasn't look, we weren't looking at a dwelling. We were looking at a mall. Of craftsmen. Of people with creative ability. Every one of those skills still exist today. It's important to understand that there is a lineage in humanity, and I suggest an importance that each of these lines, timelines, event lines that go through the history of humanity are meant to be there. And if you, as a person who calls himself not creative, comes across one of these expressions as something magical might happen. You might become inspired to start learning the skill sets that it takes to do that, to do that thing that you were so impressed by, whether it's a sculptor or a painting or pottery or art in any way whatsoever. is because there was a line that was meant to touch you. It was meant to find you. And I think that as everybody, actor, writer, playwright, painter, everybody, if they were to think and give a nod to the fact that someone or something inspired them on their road, on that journey to do the thing that they do, it might energize you. It might make you realize that you're part of a lineage. You're part of a legacy that's totally a part of humanity. And that part of the humanity is not understood very well. People write a lot of books about creativity. I haven't read one yet. It speaks about the connection to the past and how that expression is absolutely human, absolutely inherent in our DNA. Some person decided to paint a rock. Some person knew how to flint nap. Some person figured out what to do with fire. That it melted metal and you could form things with it. You could... Some person did that. There's no real explanation but made those connections in that person. And then that, that person had to learn the skill sets to do it. You think the first person that made a Flint Arrowhead did a good job? I bet not. Took a long time, lots of years and years in practice to do it. And then they had to teach other people to do it. Now, were those other people, was that inspiring to them? I think so. It was something that they needed to do, something that moved them. They did it as well. So it's such an inherent part of being a human being and being creative. It is. Creativity is something that's to be human. That is what it is to be human, is to be creative. And we keep developing new ways and new forms and new items in what we do. We do that all the time. We keep changing and keep making those things happen, but keep bringing that light to the world. So that's all I wanted to say about that today. I hope that you can look back at the first time you saw something that inspired you to do what you're doing now. I hope that you know the person Know the peace, know the day and the time even that your light got turned on to be a creative person, and I hope you give honor to that because that goes back, uh, who knows, millions of years. You hooked into that lineage, that line, that family of people who do those amazing things. Podcast is helpful to you, I could sure use your support. I'd like to take this podcast to video for YouTube and Vimeo, but I don't have the funds for that. I could use some help. I have a Patreon channel, Creatives with Ken Lenick. Also, I have a lot of music. I've been a producer and a recording artist for 40 years. My music is available on most music sites, iTunes, Amazon, Google, etc., etc. It's also on Spotify. If you just type in Ken Lenick as the artist, you'll get my entire discography, even a new album. I I actually did a face album, and that's an interesting story because I had had a conversation with God many, many years ago. Not a deal, but I was asking why my life was as difficult as it was because I was ill at the time. And I got back an interesting answer, and that answer was do an album for me. Now, I've been up and down in the Christian faith, and just recently I had stepped away from being a church leader at a church for 12 years. But I did the album. A kind of a praise album and a faith album But it's not your normal Christian album It's really talking about Our questions and our concerns And redemption And all the things that makes us human And why it really is important At least for me That God is there Also I have a lot of books uh, Barnes and Noble carries my E-books Type in Ken Lenick. Uh, Amazon has three paperback books that I wrote when I was ill. You're interested to see what Edgar Allan Poe was supposed to have been high all the time. When I was ill, I was on morphine for four years, and I wrote all three of these books, poetry and short stories, while under the influence. So if you're curious to see what happens when a person's under the influence of morphine and still tries to write, that might be of interest to you. I have a great many other books on Smash Words, and most re- e- e-book retailers out there will have those books. So again, if you're interested in music, go to Spotify, put my name in as an artist, and you can see all of my collections. If you just put a search in my name in Google, you'll find all of the things that I've written, all the things that I do. Uh, and I would appreciate your support. Thank you ahead of time.